You're listening to a podcast on the Geeky Dad Podcast Network. I'm the Geeky Dad, and I'm here with my uh, usual co-hosts. Arietta And Rayon. And we're the Multiverse Kids. Now, uh, this week, we're going to talk about the Bad Batch. Now, for those of you that don't know about the Bad Batch, um, kids, you want to explain what the Bad Batch is? It's a group of clones that got... That are bad, like they got messed up. Okay, so like you know, I'm saying it. Shush, Rayon. Go. So you know, if you bake like a bunch of batches of brownies, and usually one of them is like bad, that's like them, the bad batch. Get it? Right, but you know they have all the same ingredients. It's just that one side got burnt, which I usually like the burnt side, anyhow. Yeah. You know, but um. Yeah, uh, a little backstory. We got to go back all the way to the prequels, okay? Uh, in Attack of the Clones, um, you know, we had this planet, um, Camino, and they uh, created they ha- the clones. A whole bunch of clones, a clone army out of Jango Fat, a Mandalorian that died. Who happens to be a very good fighter? And he died from Mace Windu. But that's so now. Yeah, so all the clones are basically based off of the Mandalorians, and uh, they make it makes them good fighters. But the thing is, each clone has their own identity, and they usually all name each other different names, like mm-hmm. you know Mayday, Rex, Cody. You know, I, I mean, usually their name. Their dumb, names... dumb. <laughs> I don't know. That would have been Rayon's name, but like, all of them have like, uh, like um. Letters and numbers, but then they just, like, made their own name out of it. So, the whole Clone Wars series, which we covered with Anna Squires from Growing Up Skywalker, right? Yes. Um, yeah, the whole Clone Wars series was about the clones and the Jedis teaming together against the Separatists. Okay? Now, what do you know about the Separatists? He's the Separatists a- were the bad guys, but now, but then, um, since the clones turned... Bad. Well, they weren't bad. They were all programmed by Palpatine, the bad guy. And uh, when he did Order 66, it kind of flipped a a chip in their brain to basically, you know, kill all the Jedi. Which is explained in Bad Batch. It's mind manipulation. Mind control. Yes, right. So um, that's what happened in Clone Wars. We saw this journey. And we were introduced to the Bad Batch in In the the last season. season of... Uh, Clone Wars, and they and were like. And that's how they set up the the, the, the show. The show. Yeah. Well, what? What? Who are? Who are the Bad Batch? What's their names? Hunter. The first original. The fir- original ones. Yeah, Hunter. He's right. Yeah. The original ones. Hunter. Yeah. Tech. Yeah. Rex. What? Not Rex. What? He's- oh my God. Not Rex. Rex is a an a net a, 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 a regular one. Me- Basically, they call them no, regs. The regular yes, clones regs. are called regs. So yeah. it's Hunter, Tech, Wrecker, 
and Echo. Uh, oh, cr- no. cross, crosshair. Crosshair. I keep on forgetting about him. Echo was him. added later on. Then, in, so, so, in, that, in the last season of Clone Wars, then they added Echo because he was like, he was a regular. They rescued crazy. him. They rescued him. Yes. Right. And then, in the show, they um, took off Crosshair and okay, added... Okay, so, so before you even get to that, each one of these clones have special powers. All right? Hunter is good at... Hunting, obviously. Yes. That's Jack why... is good with technology. Obviously. Wrecking stuff. Wrecking stuff. Wrecking is good at killing people. Exploding things. Yeah. He's a little dum-dum in the head. Hey! And Crosshair knows how to shoot. Yeah, he can shoot very well. Very he well. Is, he should be having hair that's always crossed. No. No. Anyhow, um, with uh, the new series, the first season takes place right after Order 66, probably right after the Revenge. last episode of Clone Wars. And Revenge of the Sith. Clone War- the last episode of Clone Wars is during Revenge of the Sith, so... Yeah, and we're introduced to another clone, a girl clone. First time we have seen a girl clone, and her name is what? Omega. She's also... I guess she can count her as, like, a Bad Batch, because... Yeah, she's also different. part of the Bad Batch, because yeah. we find out in the first season that um, the Bad Batch are part of a... Like, I think there was, like, eight of them. We haven't met all of the Bad Batch yet. Actually, yeah, they should. They should. We they might see like them this season about like finding all the bad batch. We might. We might. Who knows? But so, we're, we're talking about the first season. So so far, we only have. Yeah. So we see Omega, and she's the first girl clone, and um, you know, I think Boba Fett is actually one of yeah the the eight, but uh, we won't know yet. They haven't met Boba Fett yet, but uh, basically, these clones and Boba are all related. They're all. Brothers and sisters. And, uh, you know, the Empire wants to get rid of all the clones and they want to bring in stormtroopers, right? I would have trusted the clones better. Stormtroopers are dumb. Yeah, It's well. like, if the bad guy's right ahead of them, they shoot all the way to the right side. And the thing is, the chip didn't work in the Bad Batch head, so when... Because they're... Cause they're, like, they're Bad Batch. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so uh, when they got the order to kill this Jedi... They didn't want to kill the Jedi because the Jedi's were their friends. Except for Crosshair. He's it's like, must follow orders. Good soldiers follow orders. Nobody cares. Yes, and he ends up um, killing the the master of... Um, uh, a little boy that we see, which is actually... Uh, the future... Someone. Future Rebel. Jedi. Future and Jedi Rebel. from a show called Jedi um, Rebels. And uh, he is named Kanan. Okay, yes. so um, yeah, we we too bad in about fact, the sad ending in the that yeah. show. So well, sad. we we'll we'll get to rebels when we get to rebels. Anyhow, uh, we see another character that season from Rebels. Hera and Chopper had a two part episode um, in the first season of uh, of Bad Batch. Yeah, and, but in Rebels, she never talks about yeah, she, Omega. Well, I mean, maybe because the show came out before. Bad Batch. Right. But, you know. Anyhow, uh, so yeah, Omega knew most of the Bad Batch. I mean, most of the Rebels, I guess. And uh, I think she... Did they also meet anybody else in the first season? I don't want... They met Rex in the first season. Again. They met him again. Yeah. They were like, how did you get away from the chip? Yeah, and... uh, And, But you find that out in the And Rex actually helps them take out the chips from their head. And um, we find out that... The chip doesn't even work on Crosshair. He's just crazy. He just wants to follow orders. So 
he's going to follow any order of the Empire. So what if somebody says, Dad? Yeah. And then, then the, Dad, what if somebody says, shoot yourself, then he shoots himself? He'll shoot himself. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah, the, make him do like the Wednesday dance. Right. So, so at the end of this season, right, it ends... We actually, oh, we actually get to see Cad Bane also. Cad yeah. Bane. He and, captures. Yeah, and he, uh, he's, um, Fennec Shan is also introduced in that season. Okay? Yes. Okay? Fennec Shan. Yeah, she says and, nothing to Boba Fett. Well, yeah. She, she could have said, I met your sister a long time ago. And then he's like, wait, what? Yeah. Anyhow, oh, uh, yeah, we met Fennec Shan and we met, um, Cad, Cad Bane. Bane again. Those are. Those are some some of the best episodes, and uh, they also meet a uh, uh, an alien woman who gives them missions. What's her name again? Sid. Sid. Yes, and Sid has a bar, and she gives the bad batch bunch of missions to go and on. There's gonna be a weird twist. We will find out that late. Yeah. Anyhow, and uh, this the season ends because the the Kaminoans wants to capture um, Omega because she has special DNA. And they need that to maybe make um, Palpatine come back alive in the future movies. Who knows? And because they wanted want them to clone for the clones. Yes. Yeah, so uh, the Empire hates clones so much they blow up the clone facility on Kamino, and it's a battle between um, the Bad Batch trying to rescue Omega and fighting their law their evil brother Crosshair. And trying to stop the Empire from destroying the whole planet. And it's a big, epic, final um, battle. And it ends with, you know, um, Crosshair left for dead. Quotes. Quotes, quotes. And uh, the, the, the whole planet is destroyed. And the Empire thinks that the Bad Batch are dead. Yes, and the Bad Batch escapes with Omega, who um, becomes a very valuable member of the team. Yeah. Yeah, because she saves them all the time. Yeah. She actually gets the weapon. Yeah, and we get to see a little bit more of the Separatist side of things because, you know, in the Clone Wars, we always saw the Separatists as the bad guys. But really, they were just a bunch of planets manipulated by the Emperor, but they didn't want to be a part of the Galactic Empire. That's why they're called Separatists. Okay, they want to be separate. Se- yeah, they want to be inter- independent, basically, from the Empire. So, in a way, they think, you know, what they're doing is good. They're anti heroes. But they're being manipulated by the Empire. Yeah. Anti heroes. Okay. They think they're actually being good separatists, but yeah. actually being very bad. Yeah. They're not making them be separate, they're making them be all together in one big, small, itty bitty box. I don't know what you're saying. Anyhow, um, we're going to get more into it when we have our special guest. Um, Sam, the other side of uh, Growing Up Skywalker, is going to be on the show. And uh, he, he's going to talk about all of the technical and, you know, um, backstory behind the pol- politics and, and story of Star Wars and Bad Batch. And we're going to go deep into it with him. And, uh, you know, he's going to be with us right after this commercial break but before we do that what do you guys think of the bad batch thumbs up four thumbs up yeah four thumbs up is it better than um clone wars no but it's only reason it's not that better because anakin's in 
it's Cold Wars. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't have enough uh, lightsaber action, but it's still yeah. fun. It's still fun in its own way, you know. Every, uh, at least it's different. You know, it's good to see different aspects of the Star Wars universe. Yes. Right? All right. Uh, we'll be right back with Sam from Growing Up Skywalker. Do you ever wonder what would happen if, well, if... If you give a dad a podcast. Hello, all my beautiful people. Hey, Mom, I'm not going to college like we planned. I'm going to take a couple years off. I just gave all my college money to this uh, professional wrestling promoter. And uh, yeah, I'm going, to be a, I'm going to be a big superstar one day. I'm a, I'm a human and I'm a chiropractor. I wasn't about to call you dad, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm what you call a nerd fan. In the Monos Chronicles, the new web series that I'm working on... We inadvertently made that kid cry. We didn't mean to. I mean... <laughs> people get really mad at those videos. For some reason, like, it triggers really? certain people, yeah. First tryout, made the team, made starting position. I was right guard for a little while. Hey, Jared, that's where I was going to tell you about. Here it is. It's going to be from a, a nerdy dad's point of view. You're starstruck. It's not a big deal, man. I am being starstruck. <laughs> <laughs> I made a really good career out of being able to bump, sell, and I had a punch me face. That's why they call it if you give a dad a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Available everywhere podcasts are found. Today, we have a very special guest. It's Sam from Growing Up Skywalker. You know, uh, it's one of my favorite podcasts. And, you know, there is like a hundred, hundreds and hundreds of uh, Star Wars podcasts out there. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think I listen to this one the most. Oh, thanks so much. It's <laughs> so nice. to. It's so great to hear. It's a really, um, you know, as you're well aware, it's a lot of work to create a podcast, and it's just so wonderful to be part of the community and to be loved. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, uh, I you know we we both started podcasting around the same time, more or less. You know, and it, it, the the community is really, really caring for each other. You know, I I at first I thought everybody would be you know cutthroat against each other. You know, yeah. because everybody's fighting for the same audience but you know it's not it's not yeah 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 because everyone has such different uh things that they bring like you with your kids that's such a wonderful thing to bring it's such an interesting way to interact with the community as well as interact with the the topic i i find it fascinating and it always reminds me of the absolute joy of talking to and listening to children so thank you for what yeah. you do. Yeah. And, you know, I find that children, they have no filter when they express their opinions. So a lot of times their opinions are more true than adults because adults tend to like not tell the truth all the time, I think sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, on this topic of being a Star Wars fan, uh, a lot of times. So when you're a kid, you hear things and you preach it as if it were super true right you're you're like mm -hmm. if you say bloody mary three times in a mirror a ghost will come out and haunt <laughs> you it happened to my cousin and you tell these things as if they were true even yeah. though obviously that doesn't happen otherwise we'd have clean renewable ghost power and so <laughs> uh it's interesting to me as an adult 
growing beyond that and growing to the point where instead of borrowing other people's stories and other people's opinions, I'm making my own. And bringing yeah. that to the Star Wars fandom is an uphill battle. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, you know, two regular folks, not like the geeks like us, Mm-hmm. Now, they think Star Wars is just pew pew, lasers, laser swords, you know, spaceships and wizards and explosions. But to the true fans, we know that they that there's deeper layers in that onion. You know, there's a lot of layers in there. And it's, you know, we, we do like the pew pew and the mm-hmm. laser swords, but we also like the little, little nuggets that they give us. Right? Oh, absolutely. That's, yeah. um, you know, that's what like the prequels and the Clone Wars and the sequels offer that kind of the original trilogy. Did, yes. Just based off of like where the timeline of Star Wars happened, because the uh, the original trilogy is the only one that happened during the Cold War. And after yes. that, we moved on to just a completely different way of dealing with. I mean, because by the time the um, Phantom Menace came out, the Cold War had been over for six years and we were dealing with like the peace dividend and the Republican wave in Congress. So the politics of the situation externally were drastically different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, especially with Clone Wars, it really developed uh, the the political intrigue in that show a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, A huge part of that. And I... So I'm I'm 36 years old. So I graduated right. high school in 2004. So Clone Wars was like sort of late high school, early college for me. So I didn't yeah. watch it at the time. Like I was yeah. like, I do not have, I, I went to an engineering school. I'm like, I don't have time for cartoons. I'm busy drinking and trying right. to get with girls and causing right. trouble. And, um, but the going back and watching it, it so encapsulates what it feels like to be someone my age in that time mm-hmm. because there was a war on. Yeah. Like we had in 2003, when the U.S. invaded Iraq, we had this really remarkable shift of like, because that's, I was 17 and my high school graduating class was like, hey, if you're not smart enough to get into college, you are going to Iraq. Yeah, and that was yeah. a real thing to be a part of. And looking back on the Clone Wars now, I see it as something like jingoistic, as well as um, it kind of went, came and went as far as being pro-war, anti-war. Yeah. And, you know, even with the Bad Batch, where you see, like, you know, the Empire is basically drafting people, you know, mm-hmm. and that happened, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's something we uh, so we're in the Bad Batch. For those of you who aren't listening right. to my show, Growing Up Skywalker, we are like two thirds of the way through season one of the Bad Batch. It's going surprisingly fast with those short twelve episode seasons. But uh, I talked at length about this. I'm trying to find a historical example of where conscripts, such as the clones, right. led volunteers. Right. Because the elite squad who uh, Crosshair ends up leading, spoilers, sorry, is someone, spoilers, season one spoilers, yeah. are um, people who join up with the Empire voluntarily and they're mm-hmm. being led by Crosshair who has no choice in the matter. And the closest thing I could find to an analog, um, and it's something I'm still workshopping, actually goes back towards more czarist uh, uh, rush or shogunate japan where you have like massive uh volunteer conscript armies but they're led by a cast you're they're led by someone 
whose job it is to be a soldier. And particularly in Tsarist Russia, there's families, there's colonies where the entire city is made up of people who are soldiers, their dads were soldiers, their granddads were soldiers, and their great-granddads were soldiers, and they hold down a frontier for generations at a time. Wow. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things I love about your show. You always drop some knowledge and some deep, deep cut knowledge too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I try not to Do you do a lot of research for each episode that you do, or does does that knowledge just come out from your head? Well, it's not like I'm making it up, but um, <laughs> no, I, am, I mean you have like no, no, yeah. I'm I'm blessed to have a very good memory, and yeah. it uh, I I use it for a living. It seems like you're a, a, like you 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 like history. You're a history buff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, definitely. And I used uh, the patterns of things is what. Uh, intelligence scientists referred to as problem spaces yeah and sort of the true measure of intelligence is being able to transform one problem space into a different problem and what that means to like george lucas is uh history doesn't repeat itself but it rhymes yes and that is that is looking mm -hmm, that is looking at a problem space and seeing that the given the same inputs Mm-hmm. and a necessity for the same outputs because that's like why wars are persecuted is right. because you have some conflict and you have a finite number of tools you can apply to it and you have some outcome that you desire mm-hmm. it's going to look the same way as something else and for some of our episodes uh, notably uh, one i re- recently re-listened to the umbaran arc with pong krell yeah uh, i did a lot of research into that because it I was like, this is a American Civil War battle. And I wanted to look up specifically which one it related to. But um, once that knowledge exists in my head, it's it's sticking around for a while because history, war, things like this, I do enjoy. And I think yeah. that anything that you enjoy learning a lot of, you should try to memorize facts about it. Tell you when it like, you know, fantasy baseball or whatever. Right, right. And, you know, in in the prequels, we didn't really get to see the side of the separatists, you know? Yeah. I mean, we don't really get to see the side of the separatists hardly at all. You have yeah. the, the heroes on We've both sides. Yes, are... caricatures really, you know, like bad guys. But mm-hmm. I mean, in the Clone Wars and especially in the Bad Batch now, we see like a reversal, like, you know, separatists are almost good. The good guys kind of, you know? Yeah, I recently, uh, so I'm not caught up on Bad Batch. I'm like halfway through season right. two, but I did recently watch Andor. And one of the things that really got to me was when uh, Saw Gerrera, who's now been in a right. lot of media, yes. more than yes. more than just about anyone else, he's talking about there's the Separatists, there's the Neo-Republicans, there's yeah. the Rebels, there's the Resistance, all these different factions. And that to me speaks of... Um, more Republican or Civil War era Spain. But uh, the idea of the separatists being different and having this interesting background mm-hmm. and then not knowing their story is really, really common because, as they say, history is written by the victors. Yes, yes. But, uh, you know, it's good that we get to see the different shades of these characters now with the different um properties that they're releasing and, and andor i was really surprised by andor how adult it was mm-hmm. and compared to other star wars media you know 
Uh, you saw all of it? Yeah, uh, in about three days. Okay. I, uh, I stayed up late, made it happen. <laughs> alone or with Anna? Oh, this is alone because we're actually coming up on Andor pretty quick. And I did There's a not lot of meat on be... those potatoes to dig into. Yes, I did not want to be uh, interfering with what we're watching right now because yeah. if you she she's really enjoying bad batch she's really getting a lot of fun out of it and i i don't want to bring her down you know and there's <laughs> tough to watch and also yes, this... i have to scout ahead for our podcast mm -hmm. i don't know i mean so as a dad maybe you can relate to this this is a story from my childhood right um, we used to go to the city market and we would rent two video cassettes yeah. and one and so you'd rent them all weekend and one of them would be for us kids and one of them would be um, for the parents yeah. and then if it if the one that the parents watched was okay for the kids we could watch it on saturday night but the parents would watch it on friday night right yeah i and do so, that with my kids yes i usually yeah, watch exactly. things ahead of time yeah yeah and so i gotta do that uh for anna not for content but because i need to organize where it's going to be in our massive spreadsheet of episodes yeah, i think i think Andor would be probably around the same time as rebels like or at least after rebels right Dude, it is okay my very last, close yeah yeah my last 100 google searches have been all about where i mix them in so season one episode five and or uh Deidre Miro Dendra Miro is talking about how there's like too many coincidences and she's talking about an incident on Kessel and uh -huh. that incident on Kessel is season one episode one and episode two of Rebels oh, so wow. I didn't even catch that <laughs> at some point they overlap right there so right. That the pilot of Rebels happens before episode five of Andor but other than that there's no no information to tie it in other than that's uh, happening in so, the same year. So you guys are going to, after Bad Batch, are you going to do um, Obi-Wan first? Yes. Yeah, we're going to do Kenobi, although I think Solo technically comes first. Hmm. Maybe. Um, I, I mean, they're, that's the very, very iffy there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Solo's really fun, but um, it does show the harsh relief that um, like Luke and Leia are exact same age, and uh, it's a five-year age gap between Anakin and Padme, but it's like a eleven-year age gap between yeah. Han and Leia. Yeah. So. I mean, it's always different when the guy's older. There's always controversy when the woman's older, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that goes back to a lot of historical things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, uh, you're probably too young for this. But um, you know, there was a show called Mash. You know, it I was all about Mash, yeah, yeah. It was all about the war, and then they did a spinoff called After Mash, which you know wasn't that good. And uh, <laughs> I think Bad Batch, you could you could basically call this after Clone Wars, basically. Mm -hmm. And but this show is actually pretty good, in my opinion. Yeah. So the the thing that Anna keeps bringing forward as we're watching Bad Batch is that it is Clone Wars season seven or season yeah. eight. Like it's it the continuation. Like yeah. And it carries on the trend of some of the best Clone Wars episodes, the ones where it's low to no force. Mm -hmm. Um the Racco Hardeen arc where yeah. Obi-Wan goes undercover with a new face, he does the mm -hmm. face-off thing, no force usage. You got Cad Bane, 
you got like sniping you got running mm-hmm. around you yeah. have like evil versus more evil yeah. you have like all these gray zones and that is the type of energy that bad batch is channeling except and, for better yeah. graphics because it's gorgeous yes the animation it's like a, a step above anything that they've done before and uh, now in season two what they've done different is now they can do stories not about the bad bash but other characters you know yeah i've noticed that i because i haven't finished it but i did notice that um i think i just did the racing episode yeah um yeah. and i've noticed that they've that done... would be a perfect video game by the way <laughs> well they already had pod racing yeah but... but that looks even like even better you know <laughs> i love racing in the star wars universe because yeah. it's so chaotic they're just like bring yeah. guns whatever we don't care yeah. but um watching how it's only half the bad batch and i wonder if they're gonna do like um they did a crosshair or... episode too they did and yeah. i wonder if there's gonna be a like arrested development season four kind of thing right where then at some point we're going to watch what the rest of the party was doing as like well, yeah, the other I don't half. Wanna... yeah probably i mean probably the am. recent the recent episodes had no bad batch at all okay not even crosshair not even crosshair <laughs> yes well so, you know that makes yeah. sense because it's you still got so much story to tell yeah yeah and that actually goes back to the politics of the thing. And this is something we talked about in one of mm-hmm. our recent episodes, uh, why the people are grouchy with the empire. Why? Because like the, the empire is like, oh, hey, we brought peace, but the people have a short memory. They can go back three years ago and be like, hey, uh, why are you changing my life? The war never yeah. showed up. The war never did anything. Why do I have to deal with these changes? And that contrasts nicely with what's going on in, you know, what happened in the 2001 to 2005 time period here in America, because you had uh, a war which like affected, in all honesty, a small number of people. Yeah. And it got to now to this day, we 20 years later, we can't wear shoes on planes. Right. <laughs> right. Got, yeah. got to take our belts off and all this stuff, which is theater. Can't even so, bring a water bottle. Yeah. I know. I know. I mean, I fly fairly often. It's it's not the end of the world. It's funny when you go to another country though, and it's yeah. got different things. I've traveled to uh, to Colombia a few times. Yeah, and there they're just like, yeah, uh, don't bring guns, don't bring drugs. The dog <laughs> will catch you. Like we're yeah. watching you. We we are yeah. doing our jobs, making sure you're not sketchy. They took my uh, the baby's bottle one time. Yeah, how rude. Yeah. <laughs> What can you do? That's the world we live in. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, we have a war in Ukraine and Russia, you know, just war never ends. So what's so interesting about from from the lens of I'm I'm so grateful to have this opportunity because Anna like will like tell me to wrap it up when I get really into the the depths of talking about (laughs) something like this. So here's the interesting thing about the war in Ukraine and Russia. It's a world. It's it's World War One technology with drones, and right? So yes, like GPS guided shells that you can put into you know someone's coffee mug with uh, you know 120 pounds of explosives from like 75 kilometers away, right? Sometimes, but then the logistics are a bunch of men in freezing mud. Yes, and so and no one can fly because the every plane gets shot down so there's no massive air power 
the tanks get bogged down and the tanks are unsafe as they were on World War One because mm-hmm. World War One tanks, uh, they used to have anti-tank rifles. Um, they fired a shell a little bit smaller than that. For the listeners at home, I'm showing off a 25 millimeter shell from a Bradley. Um, that was like big. That'd be big for a World War One tank. And it would just go right through and, and take it out. So we can't like the the armor and the air support is gone in Ukraine. And what right. that does is it paints this really stark picture. So in we uh, we as people are always thinking about the last war that our country really yes. won. Right. So Americans particularly are always thinking about World War II because it's the last war that we actually like legitimately hardcore won. Right. Even even Korea was like I mean, status I mean, quo. What about the Gulf, Gulf War? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was, you know, honestly, the problem with the Gulf War is it was over too quick. And yeah. Like, blink and you miss it. The whole thing took less than a month. But um, then you go back to the previous war that people really care about. And so everyone has this picture in their mind that that's how war is fought. So as a, a student of war, when I talk, when I watch Star Wars, I'm like, why don't they use their little, like, drones that are everywhere to mess with each other how come people are allowed to like be in crowds and not be watched continually by facial scanning and stuff and or and the uh, original trilogy era stuff does a great job of this by having just massive banks of computers required to make surveillance happen but the technology change of having this mix of very high technology, laser swords and right. laser blasters, and low technology as far as information security, um, is what makes the Star Wars universe so compelling. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and it, it actually goes back to one of the famous adages of science fiction. Uh, I believe it was Asimov who said, "No, it couldn't have been." But one of those famous authors said, uh, "The future is here; it's just not evenly distributed." Right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's what I like about you know Star Wars. It's 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 that mix yeah mm-hmm. yeah and and it, it's what makes it different from all the other science well i mean i don't know if, can you call it science fiction or more science fantasy uh you know star wars is sometimes a samurai show yeah. and it's sometimes a western and sometimes it's both and sometimes <laughs> it's the a-team <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes it's the A team. That's what makes uh, that's what Bad Batch brings, and that's yeah. also what uh, what Rebels brings. Yes, definitely. And, uh, definitely. and then Resistance is Duke's a Hazard. So right. yeah. I mean, I didn't really watch that though. <laughs> you know, I like Resistance. Resistance is the Enterprise of the Star Wars universe. Right. You, it got canceled too soon. It has a great theme song uh, that changes, and then you're like, oh, I kind of wish they had finished that. That I'm was hoping, that was surprisingly I'm fun. For the Lower Decks version soon. Yeah, that that could be fun. We'll see what yeah. they're making. Hopefully, that's not like Ahsoka. I'm kind of no, I have super no. high hopes for Ahsoka. I think that's gonna be kind of epic. I think I have high hopes for that. Yeah, yeah. It's not they, just gonna. Dave be... Filoni has too much invested in that character. I think. Yeah. 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 I mean, she she deserves to get her big screen due though. I want to see if they do another trilogy. Let's have Ahsoka in there somewhere. You know. That would be such an interesting thing of like where to put another trilogy if you even want another trilogy. Because with Rogue One and Solo, 
I think Solo just didn't do well because the world wasn't hungry for a Star Wars movie right then because it's a fantastic movie. Yes, but, I love Solo. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But Rogue One, everyone's like, oh my gosh, I love this so much. And it's really cool technologically and yeah. it ties right in. It's very sweeping in scope. And you have, and you know, you're able to make a, a TV series off of it with Andor. Right. But uh, fitting in Ahsoka somewhere would be interesting. But honestly, with the stuff that spoilers happens in the uh yeah what is it the, the between worlds yeah the worlds between worlds she could do anything whenever that that yes. is a place outside of time right right i mean they can do a lot with that concept too yeah yeah and you know what i would love to i would love to see something set like not even a thousand years before but mm-hmm. way more than that ten thousand years before like I want to see like the early days of the Force and the Jedi. I want to see like the first, you know, confrontations between Sith and and the Jedi. I want to see that. Well, did you catch that in? Um, I want to say the second episode of Andor when Luthen gives him the blue gem. Yeah, and he says it's Rakatan, and according to the lore from Knights of the Old Republic. The Rakatans had their infinite hyperspace empire. They're the ones who invented hyperspace. Right. They, uh, they enslaved the entire galaxy like 10,000 years before anything mm-hmm. happened. So that's a 10,000-year-old necklace, which is crazy. But that's another really interesting historical point is to have um, one big invention lead to things taking over. Yeah. I'm thinking of... Yeah. Uh, the Assyrians and the Hittites uh-huh. uh, taking over the Egyptians. And this is like three, four, 5,000 years ago with the yeah. invention of the uh, the chariot. Because yes. in the open yeah. fields of the Middle East, you a chariot is an absolutely horrific instrument of war. And it yeah. led to, um, some, some people believe this led to the Bronze Age collapse when all right. the Bronze Age cultures collapsed into an Iron Age because that was absolutely catastrophic. But what I find so interesting about that type of thing of looking back on a historical empire, which overthrew everything else, is that mm-hmm. it neatly erases the history of the other competing forces at the time. Yeah, And so it would be a really interesting time to explore. And there's so much room to have a rebellion against that. Yes, yes. I mean, there's so much you could do with Star Wars. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I want something a little outside of the three timelines you know that they have i think that the resistance era has got legs i'm a big fan of the resistance era for its technology and for its thought and for the problem because the antagonists so the big good guys versus bad guys of all of the star wars right so the original trilogy you have partisans versus fascists so it's it's the french resistance Mm -hmm. and then in the prequel trilogy you have peacekeepers with a bad message bad pr firm versus manipulators behind the scene who control the money so it's uh it's actually it's the 1994 congress of yes like that's why wow. um, Newt Gunray is named after Newt Gingrich and Ronald wow. Reagan. Wow, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, it's and because Ronald Reagan had made his uh, strategic defense initiative, yeah. his anti-missile laser scheme, 
yeah. he called it Star Wars, and George Lucas is like, hey, uh, you can't do that for free. You have to pay me to use this name. And Ronald Reagan's like, I'm the president. I don't pay anyone. And so, <laughs> so Lucas tore him a new one. But the sequel era deals with the resistance to fascism in <laughs> all of its forms. And that is such a compelling narrative because fascism continues to arise. Yes. For the last hundred years, fascism's been arising in, you know, Italy, Germany, and then elements of it in the United States, all over traveling throughout, right. because it is fundamentally um, it's the like distillation of classical conservative thinking with populist messaging. Wow. And that is what like the first order brings and the resistance being against it is something which is like they're so obviously the good guys and the bad guys are so obviously cartoonish. Mm -hmm. It's a really important a really important message to show because the only way to defeat fascism is to lampoon it. Yeah. 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 And a lot of people got offended by that when it first came out. I right think. which yeah. like it's it's just crazy to me uh it's uh <laughs> i think like, they just it just flew by their heads they didn't really understand it probably yeah well or they did that's one of the keystones of fascism is that it is hypocritical and does not care yeah that it is hypocritical and it is ignorant and doesn't care that it is ignorant because it does not have to have a functioning worldview yeah. you just have to have feelings and those feelings are based around uh families they're based around authority they're based around order and they're based around othering people based right. off of their desire for uh liberties and that comes down to one of the fundamental uh things of like the enlightenment era which is liberty versus freedom mm -hmm. because 1700s americans are like hey those are two of the same words. We stole them from the French. Right, the right. French are like, there's a difference there. You know, you should really, you know, you you should really write a book about this. <laughs> um, I, you know, <laughs> the problem with books is that nobody reads them. Oh, come it's, on. <laughs> I, I, I admit I, I read a lot, but I read a ton. And I know so many people who don't read books and are proud of it. I think the way to bring about change the way i've found because my my backstory outside of star wars just you know the story of sam is full of a lot of conflict with people and mm -hmm. the only way that i've come to have like a good relationship with my parents for example as it is or uh the only way i've had a good relationship moving forward with people i work for and things like that is in conversations Yes. And I think this actually circles back to what we we're talking about. I don't know if that was actually before we started recording or not of these opinions. I, I want to make my own opinions. I don't just want to repeat someone else's opinions. Right. Yes. Because if you and I disagree on something absolutely fundamental, you know, like we we could call that some conflict of, oh, he's a Republican and I'm a Democrat or vice versa. That's not what it, that's not what it is at all. If you thought for yourself, we are at a level of respect that brings understanding. Yes. And if you're repeating something from television or from a book or from stone tablets, then that's like, sure, you've done research, mm -hmm. sure, you put stuff together, but you're still repeating someone else's opinions. 
if you make your own opinions based off of information that you synthesize, right. that's that's the human condition right there. Otherwise, you are. Um, that's you know, why people start podcasts, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, podcasts are the future of messaging and everyone should yeah. listen to more podcasts. That's the, yeah. that's the takeaway. <laughs> Yeah, and everybody should listen to your podcast if you're, you know, if you're a big Star Wars fan, if you're a new Star Wars fan, this is actually even perfect, more for perfect for you. And uh, you know, if you have some young ones uh, out there, I think it's a it's an all ages show. You know, we've we've cussed like five times ever right. in like eighty episodes. So <laughs> you know, it's it's probably the same level of cussing you would get with like grandparents right now right 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 yeah i mean it's not like some of these other podcasts where every word is like you know bleep 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 you know but uh yeah you you guys are are really you know you're all ages i think we we try to be but that doesn't mean that it's not complicated issues but yes. i don't i think that uh dealing with complicated issues in a meaningful way is something that is really important for kids right um I <laughs> my daughter loves the show so yeah yeah, yeah. and she loves it well I was thinking of your daughter because I when I was getting hyped up for this show tonight because I was thinking oh man is is he gonna get mad if I radicalize his daughter because I was like 10 <laughs> when I became radicalized because I was reading about and this is actually like something in the news right now I was uh, I used to get these uh, like three ring binders with these little things in them. And I had like a subscription to these little paper things and the right. things were airplanes. Uh -huh. and I just loved airplanes and yeah. I'd get like 20 of them a month. And I learned all about the U-2 spy plane, which was famously shot down uh, Gary Powers, Cuban Missile Crisis, all this jazz. Right. And this is before the Internet, basically. Because yeah. when I was 10, it was early 90s. I used and to get I'm, those too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I would, oh yeah, the same yeah. little airplane things. Yeah. So I was reading like, okay, where I love the comparisons of the countries. Where are all the cool Russian spy planes? Where are the Russian spy planes? There's no Russian spy planes. Right. There are no Soviet spy planes flying over Kansas. Right. We were just flying over well, the entire Soviet Union. We now have uh, Chinese balloons now. <laughs> we do now. But like at the time I realized maybe we're not the, like we're, we're not, the defenders yeah and the, and just that little bit that little bit of understanding that little concept uh opened it up and that's the thing i try to bring to growing up skywalker yeah. is these notes of like hey if you find this interesting study the siege of maastricht you know because yes. <laughs> yes. this is this that's is what i like about this show. you always bring that yeah. stuff up now um uh what what day do you, you want to tell everybody what day they usually have new episodes on yeah, for sure. So growing up Skywalker, you can find us on all major platforms. And if you don't find us, email us. You find us on Tuesdays, wherever you're at. We release at midnight. And uh, we are currently about two thirds of the way through Bad Batch season one. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Anna had never seen a single Star Wars. But when we met, I'd seen all of them. Yeah. And so we talk about them and we do about, you know, an hour of content for an hour of content as we watch through them. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, an old Star Wars fan and a new Star Wars fan, basically. And, exactly. Uh, yeah. And right now, and for this episode, we're going to be doing a review of Bad Batch Season 1 with the kids. So that's why I got you on. So, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be a little bit, uh, you know, cool episode together. Yeah. 
Well, I hope you get a lot of parenting lessons from it because that's what we've been focusing on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So thank you for being on the show. It was great. We got to do this again sometime. And we got to bring the kids back on your show because we were on your show before. We didn't have the little boy. Next time we can have the little boy this time. (laughs) That'd be so fun. That'd be so fun. And yeah, have us anytime. We love to be part of the Star Wars community and we love your contributions to the Star Wars community and all the little ones. Thank you. Thank you so much.